Hello friends, how are we all doing? Good to see some people in the chat already. I hope this finds you uh, all awesome. I'm Chris Thrall, as many of you know, I'm a former Royal Marine and now the host of the popular Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Um, let me play you some introduction for tonight's guest. First of all, if you can let me know in the chat, can you hear can you hear me okay? And Tony, can you just say a one, two, three, four, five? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, folks, and can you hear Tony as well? I'm gonna queue up a bit of video. One second, one second. Are you alright to talk about that? When I was getting taken to hospital after the stabbing and my mum was on duty as a casualty nurse in Lewisham Hospital and she had to get taken to the side and told, look, your son's, you're going to have to come off duty because your son's coming in. He's coming in as a DOA, dead on arrival. Um, I, I just broke down. And we're back again. Did you see that clip then, Tony? Uh, I, I did, yeah. I'm still, I think it's... It's still playing. It's still playing, yeah. There might be a bit of a lag. Yeah, I see it first, obviously. I just um, realised that's Foxy, isn't it? Climbing up the climbing up the ladder to the oil rig. That is him. That is him. Do you guys have many, uh, much comms between you? Uh, we do absolutely, yeah. It, it, you know, not as much as um, we'd like to, I suppose, just because of you know work commitments. And he's super busy. You know, yeah. I, I, I've, I've I've still yet to um, to get there really. And in a way, I, I don't envy him uh, because he he's got a lot on. You know, um, with, with the filming stuff on its own, just the filming stuff really sort of spreads him quite thin. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we, we keep in touch and it's the brotherhood, isn't it? Yes, it is. I I, I, um, I gather just from my own comms with him that he's, he's very busy. So wanted to get him on the podcast, obviously. But um, uh, I, I kind of get it. You know, I remember when I chatted to Robbie Williams on the podcast and just immediately the next day requests start coming in and... I just felt for the guy, you know, it's like, Chris, can you ask Robbie this? Chris, 
could you just ask Robbie to do this? Chris, what it is, we've got this project. We think Robbie would, and like stupidly, because I was a, probably a bit naive, the first one I fired off to him. And it was a request to um, do like a Christmas song. And it, it wasn't the person's fault who's asking me, you know, they weren't to know. But when I pinged it to Rob, he went, well, don't you think I'll be promoting my own Christmas song? And I, <laughs> I felt such a twat, you know, I really fucking did. You know, I was like, oh, God, he gets that from everybody. And, yeah. and on top of that, um, he's getting like his old um, groupies getting hold of me, right? Writing me pages and pages of what it is, right? I met Rob back in, you know, 91. And and like I told him my undying love for him then. And I did, what it is, I don't think he quite understood. So if you could just explain to him <laughs> that it's me, it's Maureen, right? We met in Bogner at the, the, the Excelsior Club in, in so-and-so when Robbie was singing and, and, and it's like, so that's the super fans you just latching onto you, using you as a conduit to to get through to him. Yeah, <laughs> hope that um, you'll do that. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well is people latching onto you to to get get a conduit to them, and it's I don't know. I suppose it's you know all part and part of the profession. But Tony, I haven't introduced you. Um, so for our friends at home, Tony Hayes is a former. SBS Special Boat Service Operative. Um, probably equally, if not more uh, of interest to a lot of it, he's he's um, had to, I never know which um, word to pick, deal with PTSD, I'm going to say. Tony had a very uh, traumatic incident when he was a young man got stabbed nine times in a vicious gang attack um, was dead on arrival at the hospital um, and I think our chat was so powerful because we're realizing more and more Tony aren't we that that trauma is something that that really affects many people in 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 society and we're all we're probably all dealing with a bit of it in our own ways, right? Absolutely. And look, the it's it's one of those things where I wouldn't say specifically just in the special forces, but it, it was of interest to me at one point when I was in um, sort of in the early years. And you kind of get a sense from talking to lads that the majority of guys have had some sort of trauma to varying degrees in their sort of earlier life so I, I i'm nothing special in in that sense and yes it's horrendous you know i was 15 years old it was um you know nine stab wounds in in, in one go got stabbed nine times with effectively a short sword died three times on the operating table you know yes you look at it on its own like that it's horrendous but <laughs> everything's relative and everyone's brain is different isn't it right and someone who may have who people might perceive as something that wasn't as traumatic may very well to them be more traumatic you know say a car crash that may not have been horrendous but their perception of it was you know really damaging to to their mental health um and therefore it could have caused them more problems in in life so i 
I don't see just because I went through something fairly traumatic as that I'm worse off than than someone else. Um, you know, there's there's people out there that I, I reckon have gone through. Well, definitely not. I reckon definitely people have gone through a lot worse than I have, and probably dealing with it better. It's just how our brain works, uh, and sometimes I do wish that I might have been able to have, have dealt with things better if my brain was wired um, differently through experiences and, and who you model as you grow up. Um, but it just so happens that I was susceptible to, to overthinking, and I, I fell into to depression quite early on, actually, looking back on it. So I think the pat on the back that I can give myself is still being able to pull through and do what I'd done in later life, whether it be the Royal Marines and, or selection for the SBS, carrying all, all of that baggage. Um, but I'm by no means alone. Yes. I almost feel guilty, mate. I, I, I'd forgotten that, that the um, beginning of our premiere there, which my our producer Ben very kindly did. He's, a, a, he's absolutely uh, outstanding, Ben is. Um, I'd forgotten we were obviously we kicked off of a very poignant, traumatic point. Me, you tell me that you've been stabbed and dead on arrival, blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, it kind of... I don't know why I'm, I'm smiling at that, by the way. <laughs> well, I, it shook me up a bit because these chats that I do on a Friday are actually meant to be more lighthearted, bit of a laugh, bit of banter. Let's get some questions from, from the good people at home. And then I was almost like oh yeah god our chat was was really bloody serious at times wasn't it and which which is absolutely fine that's that's it's your yeah. story of course it is but it's quite relevant as well chris as well isn't it with with how rife knife crime knife knife crime knife crime is is i'd say you know not consistent but from as it ever not been bad i suppose but certainly in recent times, we've had some horrendous periods of just, you know, young kids picking knives up and stabbing each other. It happening in primary schools. And I shared a, quite a disturbing statistic on social media, I, I think either earlier today or yesterday, that after the first lockdown, knife crime went up something like 25%. It's just, you know, it's getting ridiculous. Yes. Um, yes, I'm very, I I don't want to talk too much about this current situation just because, well, you really can't on YouTube. They uh, they want you to tow the official narrative, right? And, and, and it's not that I'm afraid not to. It's just that if I do, I get kicked off YouTube. And then there's, right. it's kind of like, what's the point of doing two years of, sometimes 18 hour bloody days just yeah. just to literally break their rules and get kicked off it's what happened to david ike right you know he 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 had a great channel he had hundreds of thousands if not a million coming up for a million followers and and he just didn't get that they said you're not allowed to tell any alternative to the mainstream narrative and and it, i've been quite outspoken about it because i'm a father I, I'm, I'm well read. I understand history. I, I, I know what's 
what's going on in 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 I I know what's going on. I'm not fucking stupid. I've been in, you know, I've been in uh, conflict. I've been to the limits of mental. I've been over the limits of mental health and back again. I've travelled all seven continents. I've seen lots of good, by far the majority of good, and. I've seen the evil in the world, and I know you you have too, Tony, right? And so no one's going to pull this nonsense over my head. And because I'm a father, I'm sworn to protect that lad. You know, I, I will do whatever I can to enlighten people as to the truth in the world. And I'm even dancing around the subject now because I can't just say what I want to say. Yeah, but. Yeah. What yeah, you know? What I will say is, when you see a young person walking down the street towards you, and they got their underpants on their face, and as <laughs> you walk by, you know, brave soldiers that we are, that we don't buy into all that stuff, they literally jump into the fucking hedge. I just think, you poor lad, we, you know, society has failed you. You know, they that you're going to go the rest of your life basing your actions on such false science and 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 a corrupt agenda by the sociopaths um but anyway sorry tony let's not let's 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 pull back from there because everyone knows my feelings on it um (laughs) tony looks calm as fuck that's because tony is calm (laughs) and cool but it's all you know, it is all, it's all relevant, isn't it? You know, it is all relevant. You said there the overthinking. Well, my brother, when I was recovering from chronic addiction, he said, Chris, you overthink, you're always thinking. And I'm like, yeah, because I was going to die. I had to think these, I've had to sit in a fucking dark room staring at the floor going, right, that's that. Okay, that, these people behave this way. They're more worried about, right, what, other people think about them than looking after me. Ah, right, I get it. Yeah, I. This person has stuck by me through thick and freaking thin, and yet I don't give him the time of day. Right, need to make some changes in my life. There, this stuff that I'm sticking in my arm or up my nose or whatever it is, kind of not doing you any favors anymore, Chris. You know, about time you you manned up to that one and 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 cut that down a bit. And this is it. So I would have said to my brother, don't know if I'm shouting, by the way, I would have said to my brother, no, I don't, I don't think you can overthink. And I think it's all part of our rich journey, Tony. You know, we, we're all coming to get the answers in life, aren't we? We're not all going to get all of them, but we need to get enough to just get on a balanced, even keel for our kids. I, I think that's, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it, it really does, because modelling is a massive, massive thing. Uh, and a, a lot of how we are is through what we see as we're growing up. Uh, and the world definitely needs more more role models pushing themselves forward and being responsible with what they say, being responsible with their actions. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very conscious, and even now I still fall into the trap of the, if I've got a bit of a slack day, you know, I don't want to be seen laying in my pit if my son's getting up to go to school. You know, I want to make sure that I'm sitting at the table with him, having breakfast, 
and that I'm doing what what I'm I'm preaching, and I still get it wrong, you yes. know. But it, it, it's uh, the um, the the effort has to be made, and it's not good enough knowing it needs to be done. The the, the actions have to be taken as well. Uh, very very big on you know you can sum a lot of things up in two words: desire and action. You need to have the desire to want to do something and know that it needs to be done, but it then needs to be followed up with action. It's as simple as that. Yes. It's hard to know where being human stops and being a parent starts sometimes, isn't it? You know, I mean, like, and it's in it. And this is a classic where addiction is concerned, because if you overstep the mark too much, or it's not it's not you it's not like you're choosing to do this but if if it's got the better of you too much social services are going to step in and you're going to lose your children you know which is only only fair on the kids to 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 not have that instability and trauma constantly in their life right but you go a little bit sort of to the other end of the scale how appropriate is it to drink how many beers on you know and what to extent to get wasted on especially for us sex forces um you know is it all right to come steaming home drunk is it all right to you know your kid to see you have a blowout every six months or every month or, or you know is this bad behavior i mean when i have the odd cigarette which is usually if i have a well only when i have a beer I see my little boy looking at it and I, I feel awful, Tony. You know, I, I try not to let him, you know, I just, I don't want him to have that abiding memory of of me. But on the other hand, there's the, like the angel on my shoulder going, Chris, don't be so hard on yourself, mate. You know, you have come through a lot. You, you're, you're only human. He needs to learn that. And it's not... Just, it's not... Hide, around, just hide around the back of the shed. <laughs> yeah, that's what. But there, there was a little. Um, my old man used to. There was a little uh, sort of hedge outside by the garage, and the the pile of of cigarettes because he used to smoke behind my mum's back. She knew he smoked, but um, it was funny. It's like, Dad, uh, you know, you, you you think you're getting away a bit, but you're not because the the, the pile of cigarettes is now as nigh, as high as your knee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we 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 all need we all need to get on how we feel best to you know you you can't you can't judge people and uh, and say well you're getting it wrong because you're you know you indulge in in something I, I i think it's when it gets to excess and 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 it starts affecting other people if you think it's a, if you think something you're doing is affecting someone that, that you care about adversely and you carry on doing it that's when it might not be a, such a great idea Yes, of course. Shall we look at some of your Instagram pictures? We won't, won't look at all of them, but just a couple. Let yeah, let me get... In fact, let's just have a look. Um, first of all, let's look at the trainer. That's a good place to start. Let's get my desktop up. So we should be on the screen. That's the same time as the desktop. This is just my awesome technology skills. All, all, all self-taught folks at home. Um, 
Yes, here we go. So this must be, this is pretty cool, mate, isn't it? Getting, uh, Battle Ready is Ollie's brand, isn't it? And yes, for, mate, yeah. And for you to be an ambassador for him or vice versa, um, that's, I mean, just this website looks really good, doesn't it? It looks really well made. Yeah, so that's so that that's that's Ollie's website. That's um, Battle Ready Three Sixties. Well, not just Ollie, you know, because Ollie and Foxy, and obviously they've got um, a, a team be, behind them as well. Um, but that's the the, the BR Three Sixty website. Um, for me, at the moment, it's you know I I, um, uh, I, I would say in partnership in regards to. You know the SF1 complements the the battle box, so you can buy the battle box and the SF1 as part of a bundle. Uh, you can also buy it singly now as well off of their website. Um, but you know the the journey's ongoing. We are still a startup, and um, we're in the process of the SF1 strength website actually being fully built. And, and then going with our own launch and being able to sell uh, the SF1 for our own channels. But it's also going to have uh, the various different versions of the SF1 as well. So it's going to be a product range, if you like. There'll be an entry-level SF1, the, um, the four-handled SF1, which is being sold through BR360, um, but will then be selling the full all singing, all dancing, six handled version. Uh, plus, you know, we'll have the SF1 merchandise uh, and just start growing the brand ourselves uh, and, you know, be standing on our own SF1 strength feet, if that makes sense. Yes. Does anyone want to message Ollie on Instagram and tell him we're looking at pictures of him pulling faces? <laughs> Um, <laughs> did he know he's allowed to smile for this one? <laughs> Sorry, Ollie. Um, yeah, oh, mate, it's very exciting stuff, isn't it? And, and it's still the early days, which means that you've just got so much room for growth and to develop other projects and to build your brand and your 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 influence and your network. It's all it's all great. And to be able Absolutely. to have Foxy and Ollie as models, I mean, that's. Um, do you know what I mean? You got the two of the guys that are two of the most popular men in the country at the moment modelling your brand. That's um, that's excellent. Well, it, it's a testament to the kit, and I'm not going to say I don't want to blow my own trumpet because at the end of the day, if you don't, no one else is going to blow it for you. Um, but you know, we, we are extremely lucky that it is a fantastic piece of kit. It's got no no frilly bits on it. There's, it's function over form, but it obviously still looks good because it's quality and quality looks good. People know if it's quality. Uh, the, um, the, the, the next batch of SF1s that I'm working on now is fully made in the UK, 100%. Every single stitch, every single uh, attachment that's on the SF1 is sourced in the UK and built in the UK. Uh, we, we'll have the UK, uh, uh, the Union Jack logo put on the product as well. Uh, you know, so that's something we're really, really excited to, to announce um, in the coming weeks. So, so yeah, it's, 
it, it, it's brilliant, you know, that we've got uh, the likes of Foxy and Ollie and BR360, um, you know, pr promoting and selling uh, the SF1. Um, yes. You know, so, yeah, it's, it's exciting times ahead. Was this one of the earlier prototypes I'm looking at now? It's got a, it's got a different catch mechanism on it. Um, you probably can't see it yet on your screen, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was the... It looks, it looks like when you look at a piece of equipment that was like used in the Second World War and then it's been modernised and the, the... Oh, there we go. This one here. So I built this myself. So the first handles I actually built myself. And these, um, these cam buckles are actually weapon sling cam buckles. So on one of the... Uh, maritime security jobs that I'd done. Um, I'll get myself in trouble here. Hmm. The there was there was excess slings, spare slings left over in in the weapon boxes, and uh, I'd already started playing around trying to sort of use different things, and and I thought to myself, right, I'll take those home, get them to a welder's, weld it onto the onto the aluminium bar, and see if that works. So this here pretty much is, is where it started to then come to the full-on model with the, the full working button that you see that's getting mm. sold now. Brilliant. Uh, it's, it's a lot sexier than this, but still essentially works in the same way. Yes, got you. Right, let's look at a couple of... Uh action shots not sure what this video is oh hang on let's get us back on so i think we've got foxy here doing a demonstration of some i guess you'd call them mid-air pull-ups uh mid-air mid-air press-ups oh no and a bit of it and a stretch at the same time I mean, it's really this must be really good for your chest muscles well this is another good thing with the kit because being able to adjust the handles is so easy because the handles are right there readily available for you to press the button and just move them. So the if you're finding it particularly difficult, the higher you raise the handles, the easier it becomes. So you, you really, really can, and it's not just being said, you really can use this from a novice all the way up to an extreme athlete. You know, I, I know that it gets said about the TRX and the rings. Don't get me wrong, they're great products. And a novice up to extreme athletes absolutely can use those products. It, they're just not as user-friendly as far as being able to quickly reset them as to where you need them. Uh, literally mid-exercise. So if the handles are too low and you're finding it really difficult, raise them up in a matter of seconds and crack on. Brilliant. Just brilliant. So moving on to some military stuff now, then here it looks like a picture of you in the desert. Um, was it good? Being... Like stick of the dump. Did you say stick of the dump? Looking like stick of the dump. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I loved that book when I was a kid. <laughs> um, Showing age now, aren't we? Yes. But what, was it sort of um was it kind of good 
you know, when you see the long range, the SAS long range patrols and the work they did in the desert, and then you're there yourself as special forces, it, there's a kind of nice connection there, is there not? A nice sort of connection with history or, or with the job job role, I should say. Yeah, I, 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 I defy anyone really that whether it be you know, Hereford or, or Paul, the SBS or SAS that have done, um, you know, operations behind enemy lines in the middle of the desert on vehicles uh, to to not think about those type of World War Two operations, you know, the old desert rats, etc. Because nine out of ten of us would have read all of those books as we were younger. Uh, so, you know, Probably not at the time. Your mind's on other things, <laughs> but certainly looking back on it now, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing to think that that you were able to do that. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? About when you look back at your life experiences, and it's just nice to have had a few. I think. <laughs> I mean, imagine getting <laughs> nice to, to have lived through them. Well, imagine getting to our age and realizing that you'd never done a skydive, you'd you'd never climbed a mountain, you'd never run a marathon you'd never you know you'd only been to Benidorm for your holiday or Sharm El Sheikh you 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 know you've worked in the behind a desk yeah I mean, I mean this is why there's men have midlife crisis crises isn't it you know and I, I'm never going to have one of them I, 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 well I might have a midlife crisis because there's just not enough mental stuff to do <laughs> I just want to keep doing it um but I can sort of kick back and read a book and not really do anything massively adventurous. Well, says the guy who just run 200 miles in five days. But, um, but you know, I, I, I can do that because I did it all when I was a kid. And I'm, I'm really I'm just really pleased I got out in the world. And I think you must be the same, Tony, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's, it's nice to be able to look back and and know that you've done something you know but it's it's different strokes for different folks as well isn't it and success means so many different things and and contentness as well you know being content it, it it's whatever floats your boat and it just so happens that we've done the things that we aspired to do and to be quite honest with you i'm, I'm still on that journey as i'm sure you are as well there's still a lot more things that I want to do. There's still a lot more itches that need to be scratched. Um, but yeah, it, it's nice to be able to look back and there's a few boxes ticked off. Yeah. I'm going to grow up at some point. That's that's on my bucket list. <laughs> but Never. It, it's Never. Not, it's not like a priority on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we oh, can't so, grow up, mate. Sorry, Never do I was just going to say, let's go and have a look at these amazing questions. And um... yeah, let's do that, mate. I'm going to lean on you to, to to look at them and read them out because I've got a hell of a delay on. Okay. So here. what I'm going to do, um, because I think these will make great clips, Tony, as you know, uh, well, as we spoke earlier, we've, we've got over 30,000 views now on, on our premiere. And on yeah. the one, the one clip that my producer put out, and so I think let's let's take. I'm going to pick a pick the questions first. I think will be great to put out as clips, and then everyone can watch them, even if they haven't seen this live chat. 
the first one I'm going to ask, and feel free to, you know, expand, be as honest as you like, blah, 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 um, is this great question here. And it's by Unknown User, who says, respect, Tony, thank you. Um, so a very polite person we've got here, Unknown User. And his great question is, um, Tony, what are your thoughts on the SBS taking back this tanker recently? Yeah, well... There's lots of, it's a very open, well, I wouldn't say an open question, but um, it could be answered in so many different ways. So the the guy, so on a, I don't want to talk on a political level too much. Um, from the lad's perspective, it's it's what it's what you want to do. You know, I, I should imagine from from the second the pages went off, and by the time they put themselves into the holding area and started kitting up, you know, it's what you it's what you're there to do. Uh, it's what you join up for. So they um, they would have been at home. Off goes their page, or I guess it's a mobile. Is it an actual page, or is it just your mobile phone these days? So I'm I'm probably showing me age again, even though it wasn't that many years ago. So what are we going back? Um, what are we going back? Quite seven, eight years ago, it was pages still. Just because it's it's bomb proof technology, isn't it? Bomb proof, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, it's a good question, actually. I, I could find out for next time. If I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much. I was uh, just curious. So, what do they do then? They're at home with a missus watching a DVD. It's goodbye, love. I'm being called as quick as a flash. They're out onto the motorbike or into the car, back to yeah. put back to pool. Is that the drill? Yeah, if you're on standby which there always is a team for that, which is, you know, public knowledge. Uh, there, there will always be a team, whether it be um, SBS or, or, or Hereford, uh, SAS. And you have to be, the whole time that you're on uh, standby, uh, which would generally be for, you know, six-month turnarounds, you have to be 30 minutes to, to, to actually the gates of the camp. You can you, you've got to be within a 30 minute radius. So if you're out one evening at a restaurant, then it, you have to be able to get back from the page going off within 30 minutes. And it it, it is that, you know, it, it's <laughs> I suppose the, the glamorous side of it is before it actually happens. And you think of the, the old Navy SEAL films where they're all in a restaurant and one of their pages goes off and then you see another page you go off and then another page you go off and they all stand up and walk out the restaurant and it all looks cool and glamorous. Well, it, it, it kind of isn't because if you're in the middle of a family meal, then yeah, you're excited. But at the end of the day, you're, you're straight into work mode and you want to know what's the page going off for. That's what you want to know. So, so you want to get back as quick as possible, not just because you have to, but it's like, what's going on? And I'm guessing that there's also an element of freaking out. The last time this thing went off, it was a false alarm. We all got stood down. We we're all excited. We all got geared up. And then they said, sorry, lads, we're not going. They're going to send someone else or or it's not the incident. Is, is there an element of that? 
Oh, that's the 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 hundred percent. But that's the that's the reality. The 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 majority of, of jobs will, will get called off more often than not. Uh, it's the same on on operations as well. You, you'll get you know if you if you've been looking at a particular target and um, you know surveillance is being conducted on it, and you're getting all the different forms of information and intelligence and then you know you're on standby effectively and it's like right you know the job's on go to the helicopters you know get onto the helicopters sit down rotors start burning turning turning and burning and then they turn off again and it's like yeah job cancelled that will happen more often than you know it will actually sort of i can just i can just hear that oh fucks as the as the adrenaline just leaves your body. It's a bit like when yeah. you're parachuting and the and the then the the pilot says, right, we're going around and the bloody red light comes back on again and you're like, oh <laughs> yeah. fuck, I was just I was first man in the door as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well that's that's one of the, the things that ends up affecting guys because it's physiology, isn't it? It's your nervous system and it's constantly on, off, on, off, on, off, and and that takes a toll. That that your nervous system takes a toll just as much as your muscles do, just as much as your back does. You know, from doing hard graft all your life, and you end up with bad back, bad knees. You know, your nervous system takes a toll just as much as your physiology does. Yes, of course. Um, so I'm just writing something down here, mate. But what I was gonna ping a few things at you um so one thing that i felt and i i wasn't even in the you know i'm obviously the sbs of royal marines so i i i've got a brotherly bond from that perspective but obviously i wasn't an operator but i still feel uh, a big sense of pride when i hear about the guys doing something like this because i know they're all selfishly lay down their life if necessary for um you know not just for their team but also the security of our nation um which is why these guys should their uh loyalty and bravery shouldn't be abused as it as uh it possibly has been over the last 20 years um but yeah i get that pang of pride mate when i feel like because i i sort of can Picture it from my own experience. That right, we're going, we're going. Let's go. You feel yeah. feel a bit the same? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. And the um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Mm. Yeah, feel, feel feel the same, hundred percent. And also, there's a bit of envy with me because I picture them fast roping down the rope. Which you know, I was a ship's marine, so that was one of our our jobs we always used to we had a color sergeant jim hello jim if you if you're watching we had a color sergeant on ship um very very nice man and whenever we used to have a beer jim would be like my my nickname was zuma i I still don't know why but it just why i think it means like mad mad person and it jim would go here zuma zuma are you up for taking an oil rig? <laughs> <laughs> and it was true. like, we had this kind of like dream that one day the captain would be right. Rumor is to the flight deck. 
there's an oil rig's been captured and you guys have got it. <laughs> you know, we also had a dream that all the World Cup football team got, they all died in a, in a, you know, in a freak yachting accident. And so they, all the football teams in the world had, or in, in the country had to put their name in a hat if they wanted to play, play in a World Cup. And just by chance, it was the Royal Marines HMS Invincible Detachment won it. <laughs> we had to go and, go and represent our country. God, I tell you what, you don't have to come out with some shit as a Marine, don't you? You know, you, you, your sense of humour, it's like inexplicable oh, yeah. To, yeah. to our civilian friends. So, yeah, so a bit of envy there, isn't it? That these guys are actually, at least after their time in, in, in the Special Forces, can say, yeah, I, I went into action and it was a it was a, a, a trademark, stereotypical SBS operation. Sometimes, yeah. So sometimes, um, you know, you a lot of the guys, and I wouldn't say you know all guys, but the majority of guys um, in the squadrons that have done uh, you know several tours, especially during the busy period of Afghan, would have done things where you actually think afterwards, amazing. That really is you know the type of stuff that that you see in films and that you joined up for. Doesn't happen all the time. To, what I do want to do is take this opportunity, though, to kind of balance things out a little bit. And what might be really interesting to a lot of your listeners that that aren't serving, um, that haven't served in the armed forces, is that the respect that I've got for the the, the Marine lads, the Royal Marines, and the Paras. Um, the, the Scots Guards, the Rifles, and, you know, I could rattle off other um, army units that I were involved with in Afghan, that I, you know, visited so, and, and done helped out in some of the PBs, some of the forward patrol bases in Sangin in, 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 in Afghan, um, PB1 patrol patrol base one, patrol base two. And these are little, you know, compounds, little, you know, mud wall compounds in the middle of very, very bad areas. And these guys, whether it be the Marines, the Paras and other army units were getting smashed. You know, it was proper, proper war fighting that would have only been seen re sort of previously in World War Two. Uh, grenades coming over the walls, uh, you know, having to literally shoot in over the top of the wall, walls to, to to fight the enemy back, going out on patrols on a daily basis where they knew they were having to step over IEDs. Young lads of, you know, effectively teenagers still having to go and be sick before they go out on patrol. Uh, you know, the amount of respect and all during the daytime as well. Now, there was there were you know a lot of, of jobs that I went on SF jobs SF operations in Afghan that were you know particularly hair raising dodgy and you know there were times where it was like Jesus Christ you know I, I may not come back from this and um, you know there's in a dark humor type of way it would go around this one is opsert and deaf you know that sort of stuff but a lot of the time it's well planned out you know that every man is the best the country's got to offer. Not that that's not the same in 
in the Marines or any other unit, but you know, you you know that you've got a guy next to you that is properly, properly sharpened to, to do what we're being asked to do specifically. Um, and you've, you've a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time you'd have the assets, whether it be the attack helicopters, the gunships above you, and just, you know, a, a band of extremely highly trained men. That wasn't always the case for, for, for others. You know, in, in a lot of circumstances, I had it as an SF soldier a lot easier in Afghan than what a lot of the Marine guys did, a lot of the para guys and a lot of the army guys did. So I, I just want that to be clear for a lot of guys that may not be aware of that, if that makes sense. Yes, very much so. Um, and it's, it's decent of you to set to, you know, to acknowledge others, um, others input, isn't it? Um, yeah. Do you think Tony people have, I was going to say young people, but but from my experience, just doing the podcast, I don't really think it's just limited to young people. It it seems to be that there's kind of a lot of people have don't they kind of have a bit of a glorified view of what the forces is and what they do, and there's like a bit of hero worship there for the special forces. Uh, I don't know if that comes off the back of games like Call of Duty and this sort of, you know, that obviously it everything has a has a bearing. Um, but yeah, do you do, do you do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and and I think that in some instances, it you know that there's there, there's truth in in, in some some bits and pieces. So, um, and I think it comes down to, to budgets. It comes down to job roles uh, and, and what your job spec is. So if your, if your job spec is a defined thing, then you can put more time on that. So for example, and the, the Americans are very good at it, uh, with, with their time management in regards to, uh, weapons skills and shooting. Um, we still learn, a lot from them, even in the SF units, or certainly in my time anyway, I can't imagine it's that much different now. But, um, you know, they, they put a lot of, of effort and time into the CQB and, and close, quarter, uh, close quarter battles with room clearances. So, you know, sort of uh, to, to make it relatable to, to those that, that do play Call of Duty in that sense that, that you was talking about. Um, you know, go stacking up on the wall uh, and going in and, and clearing a room. Uh, that's that is focused on a hell of a lot because that is a big part of the job. It's it's very difficult to do that in a, a, a wider, more conventional unit because there's so much that they need to do. Whether it be peacekeeping roles, um, you know, basic patrols, this, that, and the other. Uh, th does that make sense? So yeah, there are quite a few things you could pick out from films and games that, that are true. It's just there's a hell of a lot of things that aren't as well. Can I? Can I? I just want to stick on this topic because I'll put this all together as a clip. I think it'll be fascinating because for for ages now, um, my subscribers have been asking me to comment on a on a, um, uh, a level of Call of Duty, right? As 
I, I just either play the game or I watch the game and just make commentary. And I, I did that for the first time yesterday. Um, and I like to think I'm sort of brutally frank about what war is and what it's not and all this these kind of yeah I, I don't think a lot of young people appreciated that I think they just wanted me to say yeah all these guys are heroes all the you know anyone with a brown skin is the enemy and we need to kill them all and blah 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 okay I'm being a bit you know talking to the extremes but yeah um are there many aspects of these games though because I mean the graphics are incredible the gameplay is okay it's kind of extreme the extreme end of violence, I'm guessing, but is there any, um, you know, is there re any reality there, Tony, when you see these games and, and, and you know how the, the special forces really operate? I'll be honest, I've not really looked into it that much, but what I can say is because the wife enjoys playing Call of Duty quite a bit, <laughs> and, um, through the surround sound unit every now and again you know if i come from the office it back into the house and it'll sound, it'll sound like world war three going off <laughs> um so from from my experience with what i have not and again i haven't sort of looked into depth uh, and i probably will now next time if 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 i see someone playing call of duty game i'll probably give it a bit more of a watch and and sort of see see what the score is but what I do know is becoming more realistic that really does sort of make my ears prick up is 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 the sound and you know the, the crack and thump of, uh, of bullets and the the pings and the whizzes uh, you know and that's probably easily to replicate isn't it because at the end of the day there must be you know a library of millions of, of, of different audio sources that they can get that from um, but yeah they the the, the the sound of, of things is becoming a lot more realistic. Uh, it's probably true to say of films as well, but that's only because in this modern day with the technology that's available, it's also coupled with uh, recent conflicts, whether it be, uh, you know, the Falklands, Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, so, you know, I think across the board, things are becoming more and more scarily realistic. Um, yeah, it's it's, and and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. To to be honest with you. Yes, of course. Um, it it it's. Yeah, so I kind of said a lot of this in my video. I'm not going to go go all all back over it again for everybody, but. Um, you know, the reality of pulling a trigger on someone in a game where then you just put down your controller and you go and eat your bloody, eat your dinner or, you know, and the actual reality of having to do it for real, the, 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 the mind games that then must ensue having to deal with, this is like the pretty much the most extreme thing you can do as a person is have to kill someone. And, and then to, to, then, you know, these guys have got to live the rest of their lives you know this is and, and i guess this is probably one reason not not it's not exclusive obviously or, or and it's not um you know there's, there's there's probably lots of other implications but it is one reason why i think people struggle isn't it 
um, struggle with yeah, men- some, mental health? Some more than others. And it's, a, again, I think it's a perception thing. It's, it's, it's what we tell ourselves. It's, it's how our brains are wired. Um, and again, it goes back to what I said earlier. There could be someone who suffers in life due to what they've seen and done more than someone who's possibly seen and done more if that makes sense, just yes. because of how our brains are, are wired, um, it doesn't make you a weaker person at all. You know, we're, we're, we're human. Um, it might even mean you're a, in a way stronger or you're more, you understand the implications of war a bit better or, or, or even the illegalities of, 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 of yeah. Of, of of what's been going on as opposed to just of yeah I just went there and shot people and it, I mean maybe that attitude's a, a good one to have if you um well it, it, <laughs> you may be just you on there's the, the old psychopath scale isn't there and yes everyone's yes. on it somewhere and some are sort of further to the left than others uh, I think it's as simple as that and it's down to your belief system as well and what you can live with. And ultimately, what you can live with and what you're happy sleeping about at night is down to your belief system. And as long as you're happy that you know that you're coming from, you know, a good place and, and that you, you, you're you happy that you've done things for the right reason, um, then, you know, you, you you can probably sleep at night a bit better than and other people that maybe aren't too sure. It must be a terrible thing to uh, to, to have to commit extreme acts of violence and not really be that sure if you should have done it or not. Uh, that, that would be a lot to go through. I don't think there's really anything that I've ever done that I'm not wasn't a hundred percent, you know, happy with the. I was going to do and that, you know, I'd, I'd already consoled myself to whatever it is that I do here. It's I'm doing the job. I'm not, you know, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not criminal, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, you, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, sorry. That's, I, I, if I seem a bit vacant, mate, it's just, that's my life. No, <laughs> um, I, I, I have trouble reading the comments as they come in and holding a conversation because I am that typical male that I really can't multitask. So I wasn't being rude. Um, I, let's, let's, let's ask you a bottom dollar question. And I'm guys in the comment, I'm, I'm sort of picking your comments and just going a little bit middle ground. So, what are the main differences between the special boat service, the, the British SBS and the US Navy SEALs? So they've got a slightly different setup. So we, we've got, well, there's, there's three main tier one units um, because you've got SRR now, the Special Reconnaissance um, Group, but the, 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 two, the two main that are going to be the most well-known tier one um, organisations is SBS and the SAS. In, and, and that's it. You know, SBS is tier one. 
SAS is tier one. There's no other sort of branches other than the reservists, but let's not confuse things. Mm. With with the SEALs, the the majority of the SEALs teams aren't tier one. So you've got SEAL team one, two, three, four, um, five, uh, and I don't know if you've then got seven and eight. I, I'm not sure how many there are, um, but they... I, I, they're still, you know, they're, they're training when they go through buds. It's pretty honking, you know, and they they, they are trained to, to a high level. Um, but I would say not massively more than our Royal Marines mm. and our paratroopers, which are elite fighting forces. They're pretty much on a par with the Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs Tier 1 unit is SEAL Team 6. That's their tier one unit. So, so SEAL Team 6 is the equivalent of SBS. This is a general rule of thumb. Um, the, and Delta Force is America's other tier one group, true tier one group, um, which is, you know, again, general rule of thumb, uh, the equivalent of, of Hereford, the SAS. Um, so there's there's sort of the, the parallels there. Um, a lot of, uh, and if there's any Americans listening, I, I do apologise. I do not mean this in a bad way. Some of the best soldiers I've served with have, have been American from the um, conventional SEAL teams. I think SEAL Team 3, SEAL Team 4, outstanding soldiers. Um, but the uh, they, they like to, to put the SF label on, on everything. So the Rangers are classed as SF, but again, you know, that they, I would liken them to the, the Paras, the Royal Marines, Pathfinders. Uh, but when you look at tier one units, SBS, SAS, over the pond, you've got SEAL Team 6 and Delta Force. Uh, and that's my opinion. If anything has changed in recent times, then obviously, you know, I'm sure someone will let us know. But but that's that's how it was in my time. I can't imagine it's changed that much. I've watched Yogi Bear like so many times and I don't think those rangers are really <laughs> all, all, all they're supposed to be, you know. <laughs> like, I don't even think they, they're allowed yeah. guns. <laughs> so... What about? That's what they say. That's a good. They don't need guns. <laughs> what about equipment-wise? How, you know, how does it rate with the old gear, the the British SBS equipment, as opposed to the Navy SEALs? Is there a? There's obviously a big budget difference, but it, is that reflected in your levels of equipment? Or, or, or you know, definitely. And I think everyone knows that. And and those that don't, I don't think would be surprised. I think. Um, in recent times, and I was starting to see a change at the, the last couple of years of my SF career, uh, where we would have the new generation of, of night vision goggles coming in. Uh, we would have more weapons coming in to, to choose from as well, better um, sniper rifles, so on and so forth. But you still can't p compete with what is one of the biggest beasts in the world the the u.s military mm. uh, and their budget has just got no horizon you know it, it just goes on and on um and 
we're the UK. We're, we're always going to struggle with that, unfortunately. By far, the budget is a hell of a lot bigger, especially up at Hereford, the SAS, um, just because they're a big organisation being connected to the army. Um, and even though that shift in balance, I think now has started to, to balance out a bit, historically, Hereford has always had a slightly bigger budget than, than Paul has. Uh, but generalising, the special forces have in the UK have had a, have always had a bigger budget than conventional forces, say the Marines, Paris, or any other army or units. Mm. Um, but America takes it to a whole whole new level. Got a question here, Tony. It's a very simple one. I already know the uh, answer to it because I know what a consummate professional you are. But SFSG in the comments is asking, what do you think of the SAS? Right, okay. Um, that's quite an easy an easy one. It's a lot of it is is healthy competition. If that's what, you know, if there's some reference to the context in that way, um, it's healthy competition. In my experience, and a lot of other guys that I know, some of the best soldiers I've served with have also been um, from Hereford. And um, it was an interesting thing as well that they'd done with SFSG because there was two, there's two units of SFSG, the, para, the paratrooper, the paras SFSG and the RM, Royal Marines SFSG. And they'd done this whole, to help with cross-pollination, the Royal Marines SFSG would support Hereford and the Paris SFSG would, would be supporting SBS. And it worked brilliantly because it, it, it upped the respect from the Paris side as to, you know, the SBS. And it was, you know, it showed us as well that you don't have to be a Royal Marine to be really good. <laughs> You know, again, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed working and having um, the powers as our SF, SFSG um, 100% didn't make a blind bit of difference. Yeah. Uh, proud to have them there. Yeah, fantastic guys. At the end of the day, look, hey, it's, it's British soldiers and I'm biased. We're a cut above the rest. <laughs> Yes, of course we are. And but what was the original question? What do I think of, of Hereford? Yeah. Um, do, do you know what? Again, you know, the, the guys that I've worked with, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's just, just you know, the, the main difference is, is not so much cultural, but um, sort of tradition, not traditions even, <coughs> but, you know, with... With the Marines, it, there's a culture, isn't there? And there would be a culture with the powers as well. Um, predominantly, not you know, there's a lot more guys joining SB from from other units, but predominantly it's made up of Royal Marines. So that tradition is is, is still there. That that kind of culture is still there. Hereford. You've got 
because their their pool of guys that they can dip from is so much bigger because you've got all the different army units well each army unit would be the rifles the the welsh guards you know hundreds of different ones they've they've each own got their own different culture so hereford does have that kind of dynamic where you'll have a, a team in one of the squadrons that could be each guy to a man could be from a different place mm. and it just there's just a slightly different dynamic to their culture that they have at hereford that's it at the end of the day, when we get called on to do a job and we go out the door to do a job, it, it, it's British SF and you, you, a certain standard is expected and a certain standard is achieved. Yes. Tony, can you explain for us? I get asked this a lot. Um, I get, get asked to get somebody on the podcast. Um can you just explain to us what is the SRR and what, what do they do without obviously getting yourself in trouble? Um, again, yeah, it, you know, it, 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 it would be pretty much sort of out there, public knowledge to, to, to look into. Um, so probably on Wikipedia. Exactly, yeah. So it's, it, it's reconnaissance, um, but it's just taken to a whole new level. Um and again, trying to sort of keep things generalised. Um, uh, sneaky beaky. It's the sneaky beaky side of things. Um, trying to think of what, what else is just general sort of knowledge. Um, very heavy on surveillance. Uh, very, very heavy on intelligence gathering. Um, it is something that I would have been interested in. Because you'd have done things like learning how to pick locks, learning how to get into houses, gain information, get back out again without leaving a trace. Uh, what they do is, is great. And, and you get a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Marines that, that make their way there and, and, and pass the selection and go SRR. Um, and so I know quite a few guys that have done it. And and again, yeah, I, I, I think they deserve their tier one label i i, I really do it, it was a few years back that there was a bit of contention there with not sort of saying any names or names of organizations <laughs> um but there was a bit of hostility in regards to do they deserve to be coming out on jobs alongside us well i i was involved in some sor jobs out in afghan um which involved me supporting um, some of the SOR guys and it was some of the best stuff that I ever done mm -hmm. so um, yeah who who do they recruit from is it all across all all services I, I don't I could be wrong on this and I'll be honest I'm not a hundred percent sure um, I, I'm fairly sure I'm fairly sure yeah it, 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 no matter where you come from similar to um, to, 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 to any unit whether it be SBS or SAS if you're a full-time uh, military soldier, a full-time soldier, uh, then you can apply for, yeah. for selection. Yeah, and, uh, and the same for SOR. And they're the kind of like a move on from the old 14 int, are they? The... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that, mate. I'd love to be taught how to pick locks. <laughs> That's a great skill to have. 
well, you know, for all the wrong reasons, probably. It's, but it's so out of date now. I'll be, I, I'm, I'm well out of date. It's like learning how to hotwire a car with something that I learned at some point or another throughout training courses. Um, no good now because <laughs> there's no there's no cars on the road that are that old. No. What about um, what what are you able to give us a just give us a few examples of what sort of job an SRR operative would do? I mean, why would they be letting them? Say, I mean, I know it might sound obvious to some people listening, but I personally have got no idea what, and obviously know what fourteen Inc did, fourteen Intelligence Section back in the day. They, they, one of the main roles was they were undercover in Northern Ireland and um, probably also running operatives i'm guessing or 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 um double agents or this kind of thing or or touts or, or, or that but yeah SR, srr what 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 would be in a, in a day's work for them it it could range from it could range from you know quite a few different things from whether it be overseas so if you imagine needing to have a similar skill set to say SBS or, or SAS um, that would give you the tools to be able to be out on the ground behind enemy lines but at the same time you need to have that technical know-how and, and the technical skills to to work with um, the the technical kit whether it be ground sensors whether it be um, uh, the, the the video surveillance kit that and I really need to be careful now with what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, um, what about there, um, various different types? So I'm guessing you know they'd have to have lots of local knowledge, maybe speak a bit of the language, blend blend in. This am I am I in the right sort of area? Yes, mate. Yeah, and don't don't and but to add to that, SBS and, and SAS also do have their departments where we would have that capability in house as well. Um, you know, but with 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 SRR, it, it's their bread and butter is the the surveillance um, side of things. To my knowledge, and to what to the experience that I've had, I've never, um, you know, a, a, a attempted the selection course or the the work that I've done with SRR has been very job specific, where it's been over in Afghan. Um, and you know it's it's been surveillance, intelligence gathering, yes, uh, working with 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 cameras uh, and so on and so forth. Just got to say thank you in the chat to Joe Cox. He says, "Chris, hope you're well. Just started reading State of Mind, so that's that that book there, folks. If you're." Tony's probably wondering what I'm pointing at. Oh, no, you can see on YouTube, can't you? So, yes, thank you ever so much for that, Joe. That's really kind of you, mate. I'm quite proud of that book, actually. It's um, quite a simple, like, almost like a few simple philosophies how to get in there and just, you know, get what you want done in life. Um, there was a question here that piqued my interest, Tony. It was, do they still use the Klepper canoe? <laughs> yeah, I'm quite fond of the old clipper. Uh, they certainly did in my time still. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, there's not, 
you know, in in recent conflicts, there, there's not, there wasn't really much use for it in Afghan. Um, I don't think there really was in in Iraq either. No. So, but <laughs> you you certainly still train on it. It's it's a method of of insertion, um, and it's still a fantastic piece of kit. And yeah, if you've got, you know, if you've got a team of guys, two two each in a clipper, um, then you know you you, you can silent, silently move move into position if 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 the the area lends itself to that and the water can be used as a, a method of insertion. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Where if it's not broke, why, why fix it? Mm. And it's the design of it is such that it still works to this day. Has there been any design changes, or is it just the original sort of Second World War model? Uh, I should imagine there would there would have been subtle design differences. Uh, I don't think the ones that I used would have literally been from the Second World War, um, but essentially, I think that's why it's so good because it is just so basic it works so well so you've got the the wooden ribs so it's almost like a wooden frame inside which is made up of of, of different sections wooden ribs um and the canvas um outer skin you assemble it you've got a canoe mm. uh, so it it can't really be changed because it, it it works uh, you know and you I, I should imagine now, and again, this, this, I, I don't know because I've been out for a couple of years. The, the wooden ribs might be changed for carbon fiber, you know. The, I, I don't know, but the the this, the essentialness of it, I, I, I'll be very surprised if it's changed that much. You know, it needs to just by the nature of it, it needs to be able to be broken down um, and carried if need be. And it is something that you do as part of a training course as well. Uh, you, you do a long, uh, a long paddle, uh, get to a point where you've got to drag it up, break it down. One of you carries the ribs. Uh, one of you carries the skin, which obviously weighs a ton because it's soaking wet. You've got to march it across ground to your next point where you get back in the water, assemble it back up and off you go. Uh, so... <clears throat> It's um, there's only so much the design can change anyway. Yes, got you. Tony, I'm just going to do a couple of points of admin and then we'll take one last question. And then we'll have our uh, hot cocoa and go to bed. Go to bed, us, yeah. <laughs> us oldies. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to say, I think it was Tony in the chat. Tony donated some money to the channel. So Tony, thank you ever so much. Um, if it wasn't for guys like you, Tony, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you. Also to our moderators, Tony and Brooke, who are always uh, who who are always legends. On that note, folks, if you could all please like, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Can you give the video a like? Um, you know, doesn't really get much better than than having a gentleman such as Tony to give you all this inside knowledge. Um, from a very honest, you know, honest um, perspective as well. So if you could do that. And the last question I will ask is um, one here. Uh, 
So this is from Craig Smith. I'm not sure if that's the Craig Smith I went to school with, but if it is, hello Craig. Um, are, I'm, I'm going to phrase it like this. Are the SF reserves any good? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's it, folks. You heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> Thank night. you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> some of the, um, uh, I'm not going to say some of the best soldiers I've served with have been reservists because I just won't be believed. I've said that about everything. Mm. Um, but genuinely, <clears throat> I, I can, there was, uh, you get quite a, well, I'd say quite a few, but there were certainly two guys in my time, <clears throat> maybe even three. That were that were in my squadron, that came via the reserves. Uh, they, one of which, was a reservist for long enough, and and managed to get himself on selection, and passed. Uh, now a lot of guys would disagree with that, and I, I think a lot of them did get a bit of flack. By saying, "Oh, you, you've almost come through the back door. You, you, you was a reservist, then you've done selection. When really, you know, the guys that normally do selection have got to have X amount of of experience and come from, you know, a full time soldier background. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, if you pass selection, you pass selection, and you know, you've got trust in the process. Yeah, some, you know, you're always going to get people fall fall through the net, but that." It would be the same for any industry. Um, but if you pass selection, you pass selection. And the guys that I'd worked with that have come via that route have been absolutely fantastic. No different. You know, uh, there was also another guy that I know that was in my squadron that was um, a reservist. And he was attached to our uh, squadron to help out with um, numbers and to sort of bolster the numbers. <clears throat> and it was just meant to be a, a short time thing. Um, he ended up being there for so long. He was like, can I not just go full carder? Can, can I not put my papers in to be attached permanently? Um, and yeah, he, he, he was with us for so long, he'd already proved himself. You know, he'd been out on operations and he was effectively operating as a full time operator. So yeah, uh, so it is. Yes, I, I they, guess. The, I guess probably the question must be: Do you get any real biffs because you know they're coming in on a like a part-time basis? It, it, I mean, it's a bit like Not what really. you said, isn't it? They necessarily haven't done commando training or P company or or, or this kind of thing. Is is can that prove an issue? Well, yes and no, but it's short-lived. So if if someone and and the thing is it's not just you know if a reservist come through and found himself in the squadron and and then you know shouldn't really be there because that can be true of someone who's had ten years experience as a Royal Marine or a paratrooper or in an army unit do selection get into the squadrons and he's just not the right material and it generally gets found out fairly quickly <clears throat> so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it it doesn't really it's not really an issue for long enough for it to be a big enough issue, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, of course. It it it, it, it sounds like you know these things all find their own level. You know, yeah. there's nowhere to hide. It, one one of the things that, and this was sort of what attracted me. One one of the things that attracted me so much is hearing the sayings of the in SF units. Not only are you treated more of an adult, but it's you're given enough rope to hang yourself. So because you're supposed to be, you know, so much more up there, you're at the sharp end, you're the elite of the elite. If you're told to do something, then you need to be able to do it. You know, you're not going to be told to do something that you're not capable of doing within the job spec. And if you're not capable of doing it, you'll get found out very quickly. Yes, got you, got you. So, um, Tony, I could talk all night, and I know that our subscribers can. We've got almost 200 people in the chat, which is probably, I, I think, our second biggest chat ever. So, all good credit to you, mate. Um, no, thank thank you. Thank you, and thank, thank you, Yes, yeah, I've got a wonderful bunch of, um, I don't like to use the word subscribers, I call them my friends, and they really help make this channel a little bit special, you know, and they come and join in the chat, sometimes I just sit here chatting to them, and it's not it's not a bad way to, um, you know, spend to spend time. an evening. What I should say is, we've got Lionel Messi in the chat, hey. um, I have to say, I'm speechless Lionel um I've got all your albums mate that bloody dancing on the ceiling was brilliant um, <laughs> and uh yes let the mu let the music play on mate <laughs> Lionel Messi or Lionel Richie <laughs> I think they're getting used to my humor mate I'm trying to I'm trying to get you know, get them adapted to the bootneck humour, but even bootnecks don't get my humour now. I think thing, things have probably changed since my day, um, <laughs> especially when I go airborne and they they don't like that for some reason. <laughs> so, yeah, even though we could chat for hours, mate, I'm going to cut it there because I want people to look at this and go, oh, great, uh, These there's an hour and a half chat there with a former SBS operator. I've got time to watch that. And, and yeah. so... Um, so massive thank you again. I've friends at home. I've put Tony's Instagram in the description uh, in the description box under the video. So give this man a follow, support his venture with SF One. Wish you the best of luck with that, Tony. We're going to chat again, mate. Anyway, so obviously this isn't yeah. like um, you know, this isn't the big farewell. <laughs> Uh, we'll have a, we'll have another reunion in in three weeks time um so yes mate to everybody at home massive love to you all thank you so much for supporting the channel please don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell and then you're not going to miss the next brilliant live chat like we've had tonight um tony don't stay on the line mate because i'm going to play all the outro stuff so you'll be sat there <laughs> in 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 silence on your own i'll um i'll give you a i'll send you a message tomorrow to say thank a proper thank you um, happy day brilliant thank you again mate good no, night everyone cheers thank you guys cheers, See ya. thanks See mate. hello friend i hope this finds you well my name's chris rule i'm a former 
Royal Marines Commando and I fought my way back from chronic trauma and addiction to live, work and travel in 80 countries across all seven continents, achieving all of my dreams and goals along the way. Now I pass my simple system onto other people, but I can only help you if you like and subscribe. So please do so because you get one life and if you live it right, one is enough.